On this edition of Jerusalem Dateline, global leaders unite in Rome to strengthen the Abraham Accords, their plan to spread peace and prosperity in the region. Plus, China has its eyes on Saudi oil, why that could mean big trouble for the U.S. Plus, a new documentary attempts to find Mount Sinai, and the miracle of Hanukkah comes alive through ancient archaeology. All this and more on this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Hello and welcome to Jerusalem Dateline. I'm Chris Mitchell. Benjamin Netanyahu is close to forming a government and returning as Israel's longest-serving prime minister. Netanyahu recently signed interim deals with five right-wing and religious parties set to join his next government. Once the details are finalized, he'll be sworn in as prime minister. His coalition will be the most right-wing in Israel's history. We'll focus on taking a tougher stance against terrorism, expanding Jewish settlement communities in Judea and Samaria, changing immigration laws, and other judicial reforms. Well, the Hamas terror group took to the streets of Gaza this week to mark the 35th anniversary of its founding. Hamas celebrated with a show of force in Gaza City, complete with banners and guns. Hamas has fired thousands of rockets at Israeli civilians since taking control of Gaza in 2007. A recent Hamas video urged terrorists to rise up against the Palestinian Authority in Judea and Samaria and, quote, open fire on Israelis. Israel has fought a total of four wars with the terror group since 2007. Well, the 2020 signing of the Abraham Accords marked an historic turning point in the Middle East. A number of leaders gathered in Rome to spread its principles to other nations. The event here in Rome is called the Abraham Accords Global Leadership Summit, a first-of-its-kind gathering to expand, build on, and strengthen the Abraham Accords. The summit brought together ambassadors, diplomats, religious leaders, and policy makers. Former Israeli ambassador to the UN, Danny Danon, hosted the event. It's an uh, amazing uh, event where we have dozens of leaders from all around the world coming together to learn from us, the countries in the region who achieved peace, how we did it, and what we can do to help them. I think the summit is important uh, of two reasons. One is that uh, Abraham, of course, has been two years. Everyone are asking what is next, and I think this conference will try to address that question. Secondly, I think it's uh, significant that this conference is taking place in Europe, in Rome, and I think that we need to look and see how we can get the European countries more involved so that Europe could play a constructive role in the Middle East. A major theme of the conference emphasized traditional family values of the Abrahamic religions of Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. Traditional family values are the core of whatever peace efforts we want to make. Without basing our main common goals on family values, then we can't actually aim to protect this family. Unfortunately, I have to say that in the West, the traditional family values have been eroding for the last 60 years more and more. Having now moved to live in the UAE for the last two and a half years since the Abraham Accords, have kind of uh, reminded us again of these uh, cherished values, values of the ages and millennia. It's important for me because we are talking about Abraham Accords and then we share the same, we share the past, the three religions that are coming from Abraham and I think we need to share the future also. 
economic peace also played a major role and how prosperity can promote peace. Geopolitics surrounding the region are still shifting as China is now courting Saudi Arabia. Even so, Ambassador Danone hinted to participants that the Saudis might be the next country to join the Abraham Accords. We have been working with the Saudis for many years quietly, and I hope that uh, within a year we'll be able to have another ceremony signing with the Saudis. We want to have peace in the Middle East, and Saudi Arabia is a very important partner for us. The summit ended with the signing of an Abrahamic values pledge with the goal to help spread the spirit of the Abraham Accords to the nations. As more evidence of the positive effects of the Abraham Accords, last week an Israeli musical was performed in Morocco in Hebrew. The musical Bustan Sephardi was written by Yitzhak Navon, who became Israel's fifth president in 1978. At the show's finale, a Moroccan choir sang the Israeli national anthem, Hatikva, along with the Israeli cast. Morocco joined the Abraham Accords Agreement in 2021. Well, as we've heard, one of the fruits of the Abraham Accords has been amazing business opportunities. Here's a story we did a few years ago after a trip to Abu Dhabi about making water out of air. Abu Dhabi is a modern jewel in the Middle East and capital of the United Arab Emirates. Located on the Persian Gulf, you might think it has plenty of water, but there's a problem. I'm not talking just about the ocean that you see outside. I'm talking about the groundwater. It's all very, very salty and undrinkable. Last year, the UAE became the first Arab state in more than 25 years to make peace with Israel when it signed on to the Abraham Accords. That opened the door for water, Jen. The second I heard and saw that the Abraham Accords were signed, I dropped everything I was dealing with and went directly to the UAE in order to strengthen the Accords. Dr. Michael Mirilashvili is owner and president of WaterGen, which makes water out of air. Now that technology is helping make friends out of former enemies. We started here almost six months ago, and today our machines installed all over Abu Dhabi. Temperatures in Abu Dhabi regularly soar to 100 degrees and above, and that's hot. But this water gen machine here in the Al-Fay Park gives water and refreshment to those who come to enjoy and play. The United Arab Emirates is very, very similar to Israel because it's a relatively young country that is located in the middle of the desert. Now, WaterGen and the Emirati company Al Dakra Group have signed a landmark agreement for a water research program. We opened a water research institute in the UAE, which is a sub institute from Tel Aviv University in Israel, named after my father, Moshe Miri Lashvili. It helps us at WaterGen to produce a formula for the best premium water in the world, which will be the tastiest, the cleanest, and the healthiest in the world. Ben-Gurion University of the Negev is also involved. President Daniel Chamovitz says the goal is to combine research on water and agriculture. What we're doing with WaterGen is bringing these two institutes together such that with water purified through WaterGen from the air can then be used to funnel into agricultural systems to provide horticulture in desert urban settings. Another major announcement came with laying the cornerstone for a water gen production facility in the UAE for other Gulf states 
and Africa. While 70% of the Earth's surface is covered by water, only half of 1% is freshwater. More than 2 billion people don't have access to safe drinking water. That's where WaterGen comes in. My main goal is that every person in the world could afford to use our machines and have the best drinking water. WaterGen co-CEO Michael Ruthman explains how WaterGen works. For the last 100 years, people were using a very, very simple mechanism called the heat exchanger in order to cool air. When the air is reaching a dew point temperature, the humidity is separated and you get water. Company scientists work to reinvent the heat exchanger. Now, with this revolutionary patented new heat exchanger, we can extract up to five times more water per one kilowatt of energy than any other technology on the market. Their biggest machine makes some 1,300 to nearly 1,600 gallons a day. The whole idea is to place as many small machines or medium machines all around the place and to create the water when you consume it. That includes a small genie machine for the home and even for cars to provide running water while you drive. Already in more than 80 countries, WaterGen has also placed machines in the Gaza Strip, powered by solar panels. Ambassador Eitan Na'e, head of mission in Abu Dhabi, tells CBN News what makes this partnership so strategically important. What we see around WaterGen is that it defines the reason why the United Arab Emirates wanted to have such relationships in the first place with Israel, which is about what we can give each other technology and scale-up. Na'e adds why that combination leads to a strong synergy. It's really a symbol of our relationship. We create water from the air. We, we create relationships. We, we, we create contacts. We create business and trade out of animosity or indifferent before. Friends out of enemies. So this is what we're heading for, hopefully. Miri Lashvili says a key part of the decision is that the UAE didn't choose WaterGen just because it's Israeli. They tested a lot of companies and compared and they realized that we had an edge over everyone else. They told us, no one can even compete with you. He says that's led to a stronger partnership with very good people. When one has good and serious intentions, the Almighty always lends his help. Julie Stahl, CBN News, Abu Dhabi, UAE. Coming up. China's President Xi makes economic overtures to Saudi Arabia in a recent summit, which may not be good news for the U.S. Now, for a limited time, you can get five of CBN's critically acclaimed documentaries. Experience the rebirth of the modern state of Israel. A historic bond between the Jewish people and the land of Israel cannot be broken. Relive the battle for Jerusalem in the Six-Day War. Jerusalem is yours forever. Discover how Israeli volunteers are changing the world. When people need us, we volunteer and we come and help. Explore the world of Israeli technological innovation. We're people of dreams. God gives us dreams. And that's really the roots, I think, of, of much of our innovation. And understand the biggest land dispute in history. Many Palestinian Arabs claim that the Jews stole Arab land. But is that the real story? This exclusive Israel DVD collection can be yours for a gift of $29.99 or more. 
Call now or go online to get your Israel DVD bundle, which includes streaming access. Download the CBN News app, 24-7 News, from a Christian perspective at home or on the road. One place for all of your news. Breaking news alerts. Set daily prayer goals and pray for news stories. Read the most important news and watch CBN News Channel Live. CBN News, because truth matters. Go to CBNNewsApp.com to get the app today. Experience God on a new level. Empowering the believer is what this podcast is really all about. Discover insights into scriptures. Be encouraged by inspired teaching. Everyone listening. Everyone. You can be a chosen blessing. The Lesson with Gordon and Ashley. What did Jesus get? Everything that the Father has. Yes. Learn more about what God has for you. The Lesson on CBNFamily.com and YouTube. China is seeking a closer relationship with a major U.S. trading partner, Saudi Arabia. It's looking not only for more oil, but to also weaken the U.S. dollar. Dale Hurd has the story. Chinese President Xi Jinping wants oil-producing nations to stop using the U.S. dollar in their sales to China. It's part of a campaign to de-dollarize the world economy. China co-hosted a regional summit of oil-producing nations with Saudi Arabia, where it pledged to buy more oil from the region and urged those countries to conduct their transactions with a Chinese yuan. Xi is exploiting Saudi Arabia's anger over the Biden administration's attempts to strike a nuclear deal with its sworn enemy, Iran. When you won't be partners with your friends and your allies and you offend them, and you simply won't do anything to push back against your adversaries like Xi Jinping, you see exactly this kind of hedging behavior. Retired General Jack Keane told Fox News that China was always going to have a relationship with Saudi Arabia because it gets much of its oil from the Middle East. But what is actually happening here, because uh, the Biden administration's missteps with Saudi Arabia and the Arabs in general and going immediately to appease Iran at the beginning of the administration, the Chinese clearly recognize that there's a vacuum here and they want to fill it. President Xi tried to woo Arab leaders with his call for an independent Palestinian state and an end to Islamophobia. But he didn't mention China's genocide campaign against its own Muslim Uyghur people. This is only the latest move by China to seek to take over a U.S. trading relationship. As we reported early this year, China has all but replaced the U.S. as the dominant trading partner in Latin America. Keene says if the White House wants better relations with the Arab world, it should seek the help of incoming Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Who wants to strengthen and expand the Abraham Accords. That means relationship with Arabs and Israelis. Work with him and have him help you renew the relationship with the Arabs. China has one big advantage over the U.S. It's perfectly fine with Saudi human rights abuses, a major point of contention with Washington. Dale Hurd, CBN News. Still ahead, a new documentary is using biblical archaeology to find out where the real Mount Sinai could be today. What they found when we come back.
Names from the Old Testament are being unearthed all over the city of Jerusalem. This was amazing. Come as close as you can get to personalities that are known from the Bible. Astonishing discoveries made today. A jaw-dropping moment of Bible archaeology. This is much more than a thrill. This is actual history that took place here on the site where we sit right now. Confirm the kings and prophets of the Bible left real evidence of their lives. Right time, the right place, with the right people. And one of the most significant finds in recent history. Exactly as the Bible tells us happened in the days of King Hezekiah. Written in stone, kings and prophets. We have the Bible and we have archaeologists. Telling our story, it's matching. The Old Testament is a reliable history book. Get your copy today for a gift of any dollar amount. Call now or go to cbn.com slash written in stone. Hello, everyone. I am so happy we are together for one of my most favorite times of the year, Thanksgiving Day. Gizmo and friends have so much to be thankful for. I'm thankful for my family, my friends. For God and all that he has created. We have resources to be able to live. And the Holy Spirit. Join the CBN Animation Club and get the great Thanksgiving turkey test. Plus two copies to share with others. All for your gift of only $25. Films about biblical history and archaeology are becoming more popular. A recent documentary explores the evidence for the site of Mount Sinai. Billy Hollowell has more. I'm Timothy Mahoney, an investigative filmmaker. And I'm looking for a pattern of evidence matching one of the most important events recorded in the Bible. Mahoney's latest film takes him on an invigorating quest to find the mountainous location where God came down to meet Moses and the Israelites and delivered the law. Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai is an investigation with deep biblical roots. This is where, where uh, a lot of activity happened in the Bible. Uh, in fact, uh, Moses was out minding his own business with uh, a flock of sheep when uh, God appears to him in a burning bush. While the Mount's exact location has long been debated, its biblical significance cannot be overstated. Mahoney explains how he navigates complex biblical terrain in search of truth. What I've always done is I look for a pattern. And so we always go back to the biblical criteria. And what I've actually, uh, my team and I have done is we've created an investigation criteria. In his search, Mahoney uses a scorecard to assess potential locations based on biblical descriptions. This is the first of two films exploring the criteria of six potential locations. This is a two-part film series. This first film is gonna look at the first three mountains. And we're gonna ask the question, can we find the journey to the mountain? Is there evidence of the route that would have been taken? Mahoney's investigative filmmaking is at six patterns of evidence films and counting. He says his investigation into biblical truth is sparked by a quest to corroborate his worldview. But I think it goes back to the fact that then when people said that it's not true, uh, then I've got a conflict of my worldview. 
And so I wanted to find out, am I believing a fairy tale or am I believing something that really happened? Mahoney feels these journeys haven't only validated scripture, they've also simultaneously inspired his faith. He's hoping to do the same in viewers' hearts and minds. My takeaway is, is that we got to wake up and pay attention. You know, if we are in, you know, the times, we're getting closer and closer to the time of Christ's return. So there's many warnings about being, about falling asleep. Uh, these films, I think, are to wake people up and to encourage them that this is true. Mahoney is no doubt helping bring the past alive through powerful, eye-opening explorations that point believers back to eternal truth. This is Billy Hollowell for CBN News. Still ahead, ancient archaeological discoveries shed light on the miraculous story of Hanukkah. Thank you for watching Jerusalem Dayline. We're committed to providing you with unbiased reporting from the Holy Land. Through weekly broadcasts, podcasts, and online media, our vision is to reach millions around the globe with the true story of what's happening in Israel and the Middle East, all from a biblical and prophetic perspective. This is a big vision and is only made possible by the generous support of people like you. Call us toll-free at 1-800-700-7000 or go to cbn.com slash Jerusalem Dateline and make a donation that will help spread the light of truth about Israel throughout the world. Orphan's Promise is committed to loving and serving at-risk children, to helping keep families together, and to creating opportunities for strong and sustainable communities around the world. We're working in over 60 countries around the world, and with your help, we can do even more. There's an old African proverb I love that says, if you want to run fast, run alone. But if you want to run far, run together. At Orphan's Promise, we want to run far so we can touch the lives of as many orphaned and vulnerable children as possible. But we don't want to go alone. We're out to change the world, one child, one family, one community at a time. Will you join us? the sounds of Southern Gospel from CBN Radio. You'll enjoy a rich Southern blend of bluegrass, classic gospel, and Southern Gospel favorites like the Gaithers, the Crab Family, and bluegrass sounds like Mountain Faith. So make yourself at home with the all-new CBN Southern Gospel, now available at CBNRadio.com. Introducing a brand new way to start your morning. Get your daily quick start from CBN News. A quick read on the important news of the day delivered right to your inbox. Stay current on breaking news, politics, and entertainment. Discover how God is moving around the world and here at home. Plus, get exclusive stories and daily scripture encouragement just for you. Stay informed. Go to quickstart.news and subscribe today. Hanukkah celebrates the Jewish people's miraculous victory over their Greek rulers more than 2,000 years ago. 
The recent discovery of ancient silver coins in the, in the Judean desert is giving archaeologists clues about the legendary Jewish revolt. Archaeologists say the coins on your screen likely belong to one of the many Jews who fled to the Judean mountains before the Jewish army, called the Maccabees. Rose up against their Greek overlords, they found the hoard in a box hidden in a cave. This is the first archaeological evidence that directly verifies the events mentioned in the book of Maccabees about the Maccabees' rebellion. The book of Maccabees says the Greeks pursued the Jews in the desert and slaughtered them. However, the Jews were ultimately victorious, and they reclaimed Jerusalem and rededicated the temple to the Lord. Well, Israeli archaeologists claim new discoveries back up the key event behind Hanukkah celebrations. They've uncovered new evidence of Jewish victory over Greek rulers. Middle East correspondent Julie Stahl has more. More than 2,000 years ago, this hilltop fortress with its commanding view was supposed to protect the city of Marisha, ruled by the Greeks, from a legendary Jewish revolt. But it didn't work. Here in the Lachish Forest, archaeologists say they've found evidence of a Hasmonean Jewish victory over the Seleucid Greek rulers of the day, despite attempts by the Seleucids to fortify against it. What we discovered here actually connects with the story of Hanukkah and the Hasmonean revolt against the Greeks. The excavation revealed a well-fortified 50-foot by 50-foot building that had been destroyed. Excavation director Achinoa Montague says they uncovered the walls of the structure, which were nearly 10 feet wide and sloped to prevent invaders from scaling the wall. We also uncovered the structure layer which in it we found hundreds of artifacts, including pottery and coins and weapons, which we dated back to the second uh, century BC. We believe that the destruction was done by the Hasmoneans as part of their conquest of Edomea in 112 BC. The structure would have been about 16 feet tall with seven rooms and a stairwell leading to a second floor. The destruction layer was about half a meter. And here we have the wood blocks from the roof. We believed that the roof collapsed and on the roof, the rest of the walls in the building. During the excavations, we took out hundreds of stones until we reached the destruction there. The Hasmonean Jews were descendants of the legendary Maccabee family that rose up against the idol-worshipping Greek Seleucid rulers of the day. After the revolt, they cleansed the Jewish temple in Jerusalem and found enough oil to burn in the menorah for one day. According to the story, it burned for eight days, and thus the holiday of Hanukkah was born. Here, some 40 miles from the Temple Mount, the Hasmoneans were also victorious. We know the stories, the, the, Jews, the Jews against the Greeks, and this is just the proof of that happening. The site was full of treasures. These are some of the artifacts we found. All these uh, small jugs were used to hold mainly uh, expensive materials, such as oils or perfumes. Today we excavated this bronze pin, which was used to hold up the piece of clothing they were wearing at the time. High school students helping in the excavation are also learning important skills and connecting with their past as part of a program called Eretz Israel, or Land of Israel studies. They arrive the first day, they have no idea what they're doing, and after a few days they, they come and tell me what they found and they can explain to me everything. So seeing them actually learn through the process of digging and touching the history and making history by digging the site. They were touched by their experience. From reading it in the book, it's made it's make it like alive. We see it in our eyes, we touch it. It's not something we heard in the school. It's a true story that we touch for real. We're really digging up the history that we're living it now and celebrating Hanukkah now. 
While the area will eventually be open for the public, experts say the most exciting part is how the excavation breathes life into history from 2,000 years ago. Julie Stahl, CBN News, the Lachish Forest, Israel. Well, that's all for this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can also access CBN content through our CBN apps and News Blast. I'm Chris Mitchell. We'll see you next time on Jerusalem Dateline.